Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. You hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right. Revelation and impartation. Revelation of the time and season we're living in. An impartation of new understanding because the hour demands that you know the plan and purpose of God. God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You need the knowledge of what time it is. You need the knowledge to know the players that are on, the, on this world stage. Their plans, their strategies, how they impact you, how your life is going to be affected by the rising um, antichrist system that is being put in place right now so that you would be prepared for the days that are before us. These are the days of visitation. These are the days the prophets of old spoke about. Days in which you need to understand fully the things pertaining to the end of time. Because you are living in the end of time. It's no longer a, a, an option. It's mandatory. God wants you to know. Because as it was in the days of Noah, he wants you to prepare. You know, I began as a pre-trib preacher. For 40 years, I was a pre-trib preacher. I was sincere. I was dedicated. I read the scripture, and I read all my prophecy books, a library of my eschatology based on pre-trib rapture. I was strong. I was fully persuaded that I knew sound doctrine because I only read the books that confirmed what I already believed. So I become more and more uh, entrenched in my pre-trib rapture. Until the Lord said, when are you going to stop buying these books and just read the book, my book, 66 books, and find out from me the truth. And for the first time, I examined what I believed as a pre-treeper. And the first thing was, the scripture says, I was going through all the, the, the things we believed as pre-treepers. The first one was the great tribulation. Is the wrath of God. And Revelation 12, 17 says it was the wrath of the devil. The wrath of the dragon. And each time I went through everything I believed turned out to be wrong. Including one will be taken, one will be left behind. I preached that many times. And then the disciples asked, 
Where are they going? Jesus said to the place of dead bodies. That's not meeting the Lord in the air where the vultures are gathered. They won't be dead bodies taken to the, into the clouds and the, the vultures cold come and eat the bodies of dead saints. So that didn't make sense. But I never saw that scripture before. When God says, stop, just read my word and take all that which he preached against scripture and see whether it, it, it fits into biblical eschatology, not theological eschatology, not doctrines of mean, but doctrines that comes only from it is written. That was a revolution, a transformation, a radical change. The fear of the Lord came upon me. That for 40 years I lied to the people. Preached something that I called sound doctrine, which was absolutely, totally opposed to everything scripture says. I told the people that the saints will be taken out first. Before the Antichrist. Before the great tribulation. And Jesus said the tears will be gathered first. Everything that I said was opposite to scripture. That's why I'm going through this series to show the people of God that pre-trip rapture is the devil's master plan to label everything that's going on as the precursor so that the people of God will be snared as, as before. The Jews were told how Christ would come riding on a donkey. Their eschatology said no. You won't come riding on a donkey. It changed all the biblical prophetic predictions. To everything, the rabbinical, Talmudic literature was completely opposite to what Jesus did because Jesus did it according to the scriptures. So they rejected him based upon their eschatology, based upon their theology. And they still believe that theology 2,000 years later. They are totally persuaded and deceived. That's how strong the deception can be. I pray that you stop and just let's go through scripture. Let's find out what scripture says. Because your decision will determine where you spend your eternity. Many of God's people who embrace the pre-trib rapture are going to be persuaded to take the number of the beast. Being told it's a precursor. It's a precursor. It, it's a precursor. It won't happen when we're here. We'll be gone. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. So that you take the number of the beast unbeknown to you. And by the time you realize it's too late. That's the falling away the scripture talks about. And that falling away has already begun. Because we are now in the last days or the last days. We're in the 70th week of Daniel. And everything, everything the scripture talks about will happen in the, in the last days is happening right now. We are seeing biblical prophecy being fulfilled every single day. There is an acceleration in the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And the Bible talks about what's going to happen to the church. Just like Israel, persuaded by the rabbis who were teaching from the rabbinical, Talmudic literature. Theology that was opposed to biblical uh, predictions. Misleading the people of God. And they've misled the people of God for 2,000 years. They're still waiting for an event that took place 2,000 years ago. The same is applying to the church. The devil's done it before. He's doing it again. He gave a dream to Margaret MacDonald in Scotland. 
like Jezebel of old, to bewitch the church of Jesus Christ. That dream developed into your, into your systematic theology, eschatology, teaching of the end of time, put into Schofield Bible to canonize it as gospel truth when there is nothing true about it. As we will continue to see, I'm going through this series, part three today. Part three right now, I'm going to talk about is the restrainer the Holy Spirit? Because that's what pre-trip teaches, that the restrainer is the Holy Spirit. That when the Holy Spirit in us, in the people of God, is taken, then the Antichrist will come in. Because the Holy Spirit in us is the restrainer, is restraining the Antichrist. The Antichrist cannot come because the church is here. Once the church is gone, then the Antichrist can come in. Because the Holy Spirit in us is the, is the restrainer that the Apostle Paul speaks about. Well, is there a scripture that says that? There is no scripture that says that. Do we know who the restrainer is? Yes, we do. How do we know that? Because the, the writer of the book of this epistle of um, Thessalonians, the writer, told us who the restrainer is. And we'll go into that. So that you as a child of God, you know for yourself, from it is written, so that you will position yourself as it was in the days of Noah, to go forward in power, in, filled with power, filled with joy. I'm talking about doing exploits. Those that know God in these days are going to do exploits because they know who they are and whose they are. They are walking in their destiny and they're fulfilling that end time destiny because they are the sons of the Most High God and they know it is written. They don't follow the teachings of men like I did for 40 years. And I deceived the people of God. Because I was following the great theologians, the great books by PhDs. I believed in them. I trusted them. And they misled me. When I returned to the, it is written, I found the truth. And the truth sets us free. Because scripture interprets scripture. Today we are dealing with, will the Antichrist come first or will Christ come first? Will the great tribulation come first or will the rapture come first? Is the Holy Spirit the restrainer? If he is the restrainer, then the church must be taken out before the Antichrist can appear. What does the Bible say? The most important thing is what the Bible says. We are going to look as we've been going through the scriptures. We're looking at what scripture says regarding all these things that I've been preaching for 40 years. That God stopped me and said, let scripture interpret scripture. You don't need all these books. This library of eschatology. Because that's mean. My Holy Spirit will teach you. Will show you from scripture. And I want to show you from scripture. Let's read together from the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, 3 to 10, where the whole issue of the restrainer 
is laid out by the Apostle Paul. He lays out the events that will take place before, he comes, before Jesus comes back. Because the people of God must be informed, equipped, and prepared for these days. Let no man deceive you by any means. Deception is anything other than it is written. If you can't find it in scripture, don't buy into it. It's a lie. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except they come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. I believe that the falling away will be precipitated by the pre-trib rapture teaching. Because it will condition the people to receive the number of the beast unbeknown to them. I believe that the end time deception that will snare many of God's children. That is why God has put it on my heart to take you into it is written. To show you line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That you may know for yourself what God says in his word. Because time now is of essence. What you believe about the end of time is important. It will determine where you spend your eternity. If the rapture is according to the scripture, Matthew 24, 29 to 31, Jesus said immediately after the tribulation of those days, if the rapture is going to take place according to the scripture, and you've been believing a lie that the church is going to be taken before the great tribulation, and Jesus said immediately after the tribulation, if you choose to believe men and not believe Jesus, and it is written, then you are responsible for your life and your eternity. That is why this series is extremely important to share with your Sunday school class, to share with your family, because this is the final warning. The house is on fire. We got to do what we got to do. We got to tell you, I'm constrained by the, by the, by the love of the Father. I, I, I have the compassion on my generation because I know these men and women who believe in the, in the pre-trib rapture are great men and women. They love the Lord. Oh, they love the Lord. They, 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 they just uh, are so hungry for God. And they are the most, uh, I mean, most prayed up. They, they're just wonderful people. Except they are deceived. Sincerely deceived. It is my prayer that the Holy Spirit will come upon them. That their eyes will be opened. That they will be like me. I put all those books in boxes. First I wanted to go to second hand bookstore and sell them. And the Spirit says no. You are not going to perpetuate the lie. So now I just store them in my garage. I pray that there will be men and women all over the world. That will see the truth and take off the, all their books. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of books. Thousands of dollars. And put them away because they are not worth anything. They are the deception from a Jezebel, Margaret MacDonald. I told you what MacDonald means. Mac means son of. Donald means ruler of the world. She was inspired by the ruler of the world, Lucifer. It's a Luciferian teaching. The dream did not come from the Lord like an ancient Jezebel. She has bewitched the people of God. It is time we go back to the scriptures. Because for 1800 years, there was no 
teaching. They cannot quote the church fathers as ever saying it. Because they never preached that. Jesus was a post-triber. The apostles were post-tribers. Every one of them were post-trib, pre-wrath, rapture. Every one of them. That is why it's so critical to go back to it is written. Because it is written exposes the lies. The truth shines a light on the lies. And the lies are exposed. That's what liberated me. It was scripture. When I went it is written, I was set free. I saw the deception that, is held, that held me for 40 years. Thank God it set me free. I pray that he set you free too. That you will be free to serve the Lord with gladness. And know that he will walk you through the great tribulation. And that you will have great jubilation through the great tribulation. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. We are like the children of Israel. We're going to go through the Red Sea. But we go into the other side. There will be a victorious and triumphant church in these days. Who is the restrainer? In my pre-trip teaching, I say it's the Holy Spirit. And the Bible does not say it's the Holy Spirit. We'll find out who he is. Because he must come first. After the falling away, the deception, after the people of God have taken the number of the beast unbeknown to them, because they think it's a precursor. And then, he declares himself and it's too late. They're already biochipped. Child of God, it's time to pray. The hour is late. The king is coming. Eternity is a long time to play with. To put your trust in men. To let men decide the eschatology of the end of time. It's not time for you to say, my pastor says this, this is what we believe. You better find it from scripture. Because you will not stand before God and say, oh, my preacher told me this. He gave you the word. You stand alone before God and you give an account. You cannot abdicate your responsibility. You cannot say, well, my preacher this, and there will be no preacher this. Every man, every boy, every girl will give an account before God. It's time you go back to it is written with your Bible on your knees. Because your eternity is on the line. He's talking about the Antichrist. Who will be revealed after the, the church has been dece deceived. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. All that is which is worshipped. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God. Showing himself that he is God. Now this is a mean that's going to rise on the earth. He is alive and well today. And the false prophet is alive and well today. Both of them are on the world scene right now. Right now, they're on the world stage. This is serious time. There is no time to postpone finding your destiny in God for such a time as this. This is time to get serious about who you are in Christ and what you can do in Christ because this man of sin who sit in the temple is alive and well and the temple is about to be built in Jerusalem. The red heifers has been sent to Jerusalem. The priesthood are, are ready to be cleansed and the vessels of the temples are ready. And the red heifers have been found here in Texas and sent to Israel. 
Everything stands ready to build the temple and start sacrifices. And the pre-treba say, that's a precursor. The red heifer is precursor. The preparation precursor. The temple will be built and they say it's precursor. The Antichrist will enter in the temple. They say it's precursor because we're still here. Everything is precursor until it's too late. Now is the time. We are in the center quick of Daniel. That's why these things are happening. Because we are in the 70th week of Daniel, it's too late to think of a pre-trib rapture. It's too late. We are already two years into the 70th week of Daniel. So that if there was a rapture, it could have taken, two, it could have taken place two years ago. But we're still here. And we are in the beginning of sorrows. The lockdowns. The pandemics. The new Ten Commandments. The new religion. Humanity fraternity. The, the threat of global nuclear holocaust here. Everything's happening. And you're saying, precursor, precursor. It's not a precursor. This is that. We're living in the last days. And the church is still here because we're going through. And you need to know how to go through. And I want to show you that the Holy Spirit is not going away. The Holy Spirit is going to be with us because the Holy Spirit is not the restrainer as the pre-trib teaches. You say, how do you know? Because I taught it for 40 years. Then the, the, the Apostle Paul is going to tell us, as a church, who the restrainer is. Because he's going to say it right here. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So here's something. He's talking about something that he had told them. He didn't want to write to in a letter, who the restrainer is. He didn't want to write that. Because it was a sensitive issue. Because it had to do with the Roman government. So he went and physically told them who the restrainer is. And the question is, did they write it down for us? Yes, they did. We know what the apostle said regarding the restrainer. He says, I told you. When I was with you. I came over and I told you who the restrainer is. Listen to the next verse. And now you know, you know. He says, when I was with you, I told you. Now you know, you know what? Who the restrainer is. We're going to find out what they said, what the Apostle Paul said. They wrote it down for us. We know what the Apostle said. Isn't that amazing that most people have never heard that the Apostles actually explained these things to their disciples. And their disciples did write these things and tell us. What the restrainer is. We don't need new theology out of, out of Margaret McDonald's the theology of deception and lies. Jezebelic. We don't need that. We need to go back to, to the founding fathers, to the, to the very scriptures, to the apostles, to find out what they said. He says, I told you. So we know what they, they were told by the apostle Paul. We're going to go back there. We're going to tell you what they said. Because it's available. Now they're trying to hide everything. Because they know that the Apostle Paul didn't talk about a pre-trip rapture. He didn't say the Holy Spirit was the restrainer. And they know, all these theologians know this. All these theologians know this. That the Apostle Paul had told them who the restrainer is. And I'm going to tell you who the restrainer is. According to the words of the Apostles themselves. And you know what withholdeth. That he might be revealed in his time. 
So he says, I told you when I was with you who, who it is. What did he say to them? Who did he say it was? Because if we know who it is, then we know what to look for. Because here he is explaining the Antichrist is coming. This is what's going to happen. There is something that is holding him back. And he tells us what the Antichrist is going to do. I'll read a few more verses, then I'll explain. Because it's going to become more clear. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let. Until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall smite. Shall consume with the, with the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy. With the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is, is, is after the working of Satan. With all power and signs and wonders. That is the Antichrist who is coming. But he is being held back. And what was holding him back from the time of the apostles is told to the body of Christ by the apostle Paul. But he couldn't write it. He entrusted that to his disciples who kept it for us because we need that today more than ever before. What was the restrainer, according to the Apostle Paul and his disciples, what he said. He said that Rome, imperial Rome, was the restrainer. Imperial Rome was the restrainer. Stopping the Antichrist from revealing himself. Now, let's wait right there. How would Imperial Rome stop the Antichrist from revealing himself? Follow me now. There is one place on the face of the earth. Only one place on this planet that God chose and put his name on Mount Moriah. Here is where Solomon built the first temple. And the glory of God came. Here is the place where they built the second temple. And Jesus himself physically was in that temple. At the feast of dedication. At the feast of Hanukkah. He was there. And that's why he said, I am the light of the world. At the feast of lights. The feast of dedication. He was in the, in the second temple. God came to the first temple. He came to the second temple. He's coming to the third temple. Now, Paul says, Rome is the thing that's blocking, is stopping the manifestation of the Antichrist. Why? Because the Antichrist must have a temple in Jerusalem on Temple Mount. There is not a place on the face of the earth that the Antichrist will be revealed except in Jerusalem, on Temple Mount, in the temple. As long as Rome is stopping the Jews from going back and building the temple, the Antichrist will not appear on the earth. That's why I said Rome is 
the restrainer is restraining the Jews from returning prematurely and building the temple prematurely so that the Antichrist will enter that temple and manifest himself. That is scripture. That is what the Apostle Paul said. It is the, it is the Jews that want to go back. They went back in, in 132. Barkova revolt went back to try to build the temple between 132 and 135 AD. And Emperor Hadrian stopped them, slaughtered them, because it was prematurely, because they are the restrainer. They are restraining the building of the temple. Because as long as there is no temple, there is no Antichrist. We must remain faithful to scripture. We must remain completely, completely biblical in our eschatology, in our understanding. Because scripture interprets scripture. Now, we know that it has to do with a geography. It has to do with a location. It has to do with a building on the planet. The only place the Antichrist will enter in and sit in the, in the temple of God and declare himself God. The only place, not in London, not in New York, not in Washington, D.C., but in Jerusalem on Temple Mount. That is scripture. Therefore, those who teach people that the restrainer is the Holy Spirit, they are lying to the people of God. They are deceiving the people of God. It's not what scripture says. It's time to return to scripture and humble ourselves. I humbled myself. I said, God, I want to go with it is written and share with the people it is written. The only thing I feared was rejection. That's why it took me 10 years of going over this scripture over and over, wanting to find a way to justify what I already believed because it made me popular. I wanted people to celebrate me, not just tolerate me. And I struggled over that. What is the restrainer? Rome. How does Rome restrain the manifestation of the Antichrist? Because in 135 AD, AD, Emperor Hadrian, this is what the Apostle Paul was talking about. Emperor Hadrian made a restraining order to fulfill the words of the Apostle Paul. This is the restraining order. It's a historical document. It's quantifiable. You can, you can find it. You can search it. And you can read it. Because prophecy must have a concrete fulfillment. Concrete fulfillment. Concrete fulfillment. This is not a Hebrewism. This is not the double talk. The Hebrew double talk. This is the concrete prophecy. Regarding a concrete event in history. Emperor Hadrian made the decree an executive order called an imperial edict. And in the imperial edict, he said, number one, the Jews must never again return to Jerusalem, to Israel, and to Jerusalem. First, they must never come back again to Jerusalem and, and Israel. They must never again come back as a nation, as a people in the land 
of Israel. He changed the name Israel to Palestine. Because he said, the Jews are not allowed to ever return again to this land. And change its name to Palestine. That is what the Apostle Paul was talking about. The restraining order by imperial Rome. So the Jews cannot return, number one. Number two, the Jews are not allowed ever again to make Jerusalem the capital of the Jewish people. Number three, the Jews must never again build the third temple. Those are the imperial executive order by Emperor Hadrian that the Apostle Paul was speaking about. That there is a restraining order by the king, by imperial Rome, that makes Jews, you cannot return because Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70. And the Jews scattered among the nations. And they tried to go back and the imperial edict said you cannot return. If you do, it's the penalty of death. You cannot return ever again to Jerusalem or to Israel. Never will you make Jerusalem your capital. Never will you build again a temple by imperial order of Rome. That's what the Apostle Paul is talking about. He said Rome is the restrainer. And Rome put the restraining order for the Jews. They wanted to go back to Israel to build the temple. That's why they prayed next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem. Their heart was back in Jerusalem, in their land, but they couldn't go there because of the imperial restraint. That's what the Bible talks about. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's the imperial restraint that you can find. You can search for it and find it and verify because historical evidence quantifies scripture, confirms scripture, validates scripture. So you can do that and know for yourself these things. That prophecy does not happen in a vacuum. It happens in real, with real people in a real world. The three executive orders. Number one, Jews must never again call, their, call Israel their homeland. That executive order was removed November the 29th, 1947, by the United Nations General Assembly, when the General Assembly of the United Nations made a resolution to lift up the restraint, to say the Jews have a right to homeland in the ancient, in the ancient land. That was a prophetic fulfillment of the removal of the first restraint that will lead to the building of the third temple. In 1967, in a six-day war, Israel took Jerusalem for the first time in seven, since AD 70. For the first time. Since AD 70, they again took possession of their ancient capital. 
That Emperor Hadrian said, you will never return to Jerusalem. God says, I'll gather you back. They, Emperor Hadrian said, you will never go back to Jerusalem. And they returned to Jerusalem. 1967. In 2017, America declares Jerusalem the capital of the Jewish people. All three restraints removed. Now, the, the next one, it says, you must not build a temple on Temple Mount. That's part of Emperor Hadrian's edict. Now we are at the threshold of building the temple on Temple Mount because it is written, there will be a temple on Temple Mount. The Antichrist will enter the temple after the glory of God filled that temple. And all these were saved and they abandoned the temple. Then the Antichrist and the synagogue of Satan will take it over. But this is the temple of God. That's why you sit in the temple of God in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. This is the moment, the critical moment in history that all of God's children around the world must now come out of every limit, every, every deception and break all the limitations. All the barriers must be broken. It, we must now enter into the glorious liberty of the sons of God walking according to the scripture, walking in the spirit, walking in unity, walking in love, fulfilling our end time calling in this hour. Because this is the greatest hour in all of human history. Never been a time like this. Ever since the beginning of time, we are the most blessed generation, the most chosen, the most uh, anointed generation. We are the Joshua generation. We're taking the church and we're crossing over. We're taking the land of Hittites, Gagashites, Perizzites, Hevites. Because the temple is about to be built in Jerusalem on Temple Mount. It's the temple of God. You said, but I thought you said the Antichrist will come into it. He will come into it after God has saved his people, delivered his people. The deliverer shall come out of Mount Zion. Romans eleven twenty six. All Israel of God will be saved. Because it says the deliverer shall come out of Zion. That is the deliverer. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are coming to meet with the Jewish people at the third temple on Mount Zion. It doesn't say the deliverer shall come out of the clouds. It says he will come, the deliverer shall come out of Zion and all Israel will be saved. Oh, what a glorious thing before us. Great days are before us. Amazing things are before us. As things move according to biblical prophecy, not according to eschatology, eschatological exegesis. The stuff I learned at the seminary. No, it's not going to happen according to my seminarian thesis. It's going to happen according to it is written. And I stand upon it is written. Because it is written is the final word. There is no controversy beyond it is written. God said it that settles it. Because God said it and we know that the Holy Spirit is not the restrainer. That the Holy Spirit is not living. As a matter of fact, more Holy Spirit is coming. I told my people the Holy Spirit is going to be taken in a secret rapture. 
to open the way for the Antichrist to come. But that was not true. I said the Holy Spirit will be gone. The Bible says more Holy Spirit is coming. I was saying something that opposed scripture. I was denying the validity of it is written. Going with the, with the eschatology of Margaret MacDonald who gave it to a pastor, who gave it to the lawyer, who put it in Schofield Bible. Heresies. This, these are distortions of scripture. Contradictions to scripture. Scripture is taken out of context to deceive the people because they know that people will not go and check it out from scripture. They believe what the preacher tells them. And the preacher learned from the, from the cemetery. I mean seminary. So he's going to say what he learned in the seminary, not what he learned from the scripture. I did that for 40 years. So I understand. And I was sincere. And I was, I was born again. And I was a man of God. But I was sincerely deceived. They say the Holy Spirit is going to be gone. But what does the Bible say about the last days? Will the Holy Spirit be taken because it's a restrainer? No, because it's not a restrainer. As a matter of fact, more Holy Spirit is going to come. Where is it in scripture? Can you validate what you said with it is written? Yes. Acts chapter 2, 17 to 18. It shall come to pass in these days. In the last days, says the Lord, says God. I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. In the last days, I'm not taking the Holy Spirit out. I'm giving more Holy Spirit. I said Holy Spirit was going to be taken out with the church before the rapture. Uh, before, not before the rapture, before the great tribulation. The, 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 the rapture is going to be the rapture of the Holy Spirit and the saints suddenly disappearing before the Antichrist, before the great tribulation. That's what I, I taught. But yes, scripture says in the last days, God's going to actually pour more spirit on the earth. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. What's going to happen in these last days? There's a company coming, being raised up of mighty women and mighty, mighty men of God. Our young people, our young men and our young women, all filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesying. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. These are the visitations for the end of time. More Holy Spirit, more revelation, more anointing. The restoration of the apostolic power, apostolic anointing, apostolic, apostolic visions, apostolic provisions. We are talking about now of declaration with demonstrations of the end time. Manifestations of the glory of God upon men. A prophetic anointing, a prophetic company being raised up. The spirit of Elijah coming down and men and women rising up on the earth to prophesy. To, woo, what a day, what a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. A day of visitation, a day of glory. You don't want to be cheated out of it. You don't want to be deceived to believe a lie and miss out on the greatest anointing, the greatest demonstration of the power of God that's upon us. And on my servants, and on my headmen, and headmaidens, headmen, and I will pour out in those days, in those days, the Holy Spirit. 
Men and women being filled with the Holy Spirit. The headmans of the Lord, wise, mature, anointed, appointed, women of destiny, women of vision, raised up on the earth, men who are bold and courageous, ready to step up and speak out. They are not going to go along to, 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 to get along. They're going to stand up. They're going to speak out because they know that God is on their side. They're not alone because they received this commission from the Lord. They received this impartation from the Lord and they're moving in the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. In these last days, but the people that know their God are going to do exploits. Unlimited exploits. Unlimited demonstration of the power of God. The glory of the king of kings is coming. The time is here and now. There is provision for the whole company of God's people. Men and women being raised into joining the Lord's army. The greatest army of all time to confront the powers of darkness. We fight the fire from hell with the fire from heaven. We are anointed for this hour. We are appointed for this hour. We have the calling for this hour. We are the elect of the Father. We are chosen for this hour. For such a time we come into the kingdom. That is why I say to you, child of God, it's time to get all excited. It's time to get all excited. It's time to know that more Holy Spirit is coming. You're not going to be alone. The Holy Spirit is not going to disappear. The Holy Spirit is going to be here. And you're going to be here with the Holy Spirit. You're going to confront that old devil. You're going to see his men. The Antichrist is on the world stage right now. He's on the world stage right now. I said he is on the world stage right now. The Antichrist and the false prophet. They're here now. This is their decade. This is the decade of the Antichrist. You need to get yourself prayed up and filled up. You need to come into a deeper walk with God more than ever before. You cannot afford to miss out on your greatest calling. You cannot afford to miss out on this unlimited anointing, unlimited power. This larger company that's been raised on the earth. Young people, this Joshua company that's being raised on the earth a mighty people an anointed people a glorious people handmaids of the lord handmaids of the lord handmaids of the lord women of vision women of faith bold and courageous being raised up on the earth young men seeing visions old men dreaming dreams I'm not talking about retiring. I'm talking about refiring. Fired with the Holy Spirit. New fresh anointing. New Holy Ghost baptism. The new heights to, 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 the new height to, to scale up to the very summit of summit living. Holy Ghost living. Glory living. Miracle week living. I'm talking about going into dimensions no other generation has gone into. More demonstrations than any generation has ever seen. To us is given to access unlimited power, unlimited glory, unlimited manifestations. We are the most blessed people. We tell that old devil, bring it on. You're defeated. 
Jesus said it is finished. He won the, the battle for you and me. He won it for you and me. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb by the word of our testimony. Because we love not our lives unto death. As he is, so are we. When we shall see him, we shall be like him. Because of whose we are. We can shout hallelujah in the face of the enemy. Because we know we are victorious. Oh, it is, it is good news that the end is here. It is good news that the battle has begun. Because we can hear the war drums. We are ready for the battle. We are ready for the showdown. We will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This is why I say to you, child of God, be encouraged. Be encouraged. The best of your years are before you. You haven't seen nothing yet. Old people are going to refire, rise up. They're going to see visions. New possibilities. Strengthened by the Spirit of God. Renewed by the Spirit of God. Ready to fight. The devil hasn't said nothing. There is a victorious church on the earth. A people that the devil cannot defeat. You're part of that remnant. Chosen by the Father from the foundation of the world. He knew you by name. And he called you. Therefore, all these things are happening. The restraint has been removed. Now, hear me now. This year, between now and 2025, the final restraint will be removed and the Jews will be given the permission to build a temple. Hear me. The red heifers are in the country. The vessels are ready. The priesthood is ready. They will soon sacrifice and restore the tabernacle of David on Temple Mount. That's for them, for you. You have a world before you that God wants you to conquer. To, there is a breakthrough anointing upon you to break into new places, into new dimensions, into new spheres of influence. God is with you because the battle is not yours, the battle is his. You're rising up to your calling. This is the hour of your calling. You say, man of God, I feel in my heart, yes, 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 yes. This is the hour. Yes, this is the time. Please, man of God, could you pray with me? Could you ask God to forgive all my sins, my compromise, my anxieties, my fears? You know, I like to believe in the pre-trip rapture because it makes me feel good. Yeah, it did. I, it made me feel good too. But I feel even better because, hey, we're called to do greater things in this hour for the glory of the King of Kings. And he said, you will not leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I'm with you always. Even unto the very end of the world. Matthew 28, 20. Lord, I'm with you always. Even unto the very end You'll be with us. Look, I'm with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's for you. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. He will fill you with his power. He will raise you up to new heights of glory.
This is not all there is for you. This is not what your life is all about. There's much, much more. And the much, much more comes through the much more anointing that God wants to give you. You said, I'm ready. I want it. I feel so, so down. I feel I'm not ready. I'm entangled in the affairs of this world. I'm compromised. I need help. The Lord is your helper. And I'll pray for you. And I want you to confess all the things that are holding you back. I want you to ask God to forgive you. And I'm going to ask God to give you a, a new baptism of his joy, of his peace, of his love, of his spirit. That you may walk as Jesus walked this earth. Gracious, loving Father, these are men and women around the world who need a new touch. Holy Spirit, fall upon them. Holy Spirit, bring conviction to them. Bring them to a place of victory. Open their eyes that they may behold the glory of the coming king. Show them new possibilities in the kingdom of God. You have planted them where you want to use them. You have placed them in the center of their world. The world of your choice. I pray that you give them wisdom, favor, and guidance. That they may be able to do the will of God, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. You said all things are possible to them, those, those that believe. They believe. Let it be so for your glory in this hour. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, some of you who are all over the world, who do not know Jesus, you say, I want to know Jesus. I want to make sure that my name is not erased from the book of life. I want to of his VP my invitation because all of us are invited. But you must say yes to the invitation. And if you are saying yes to the invitation, right now, pray after me. Because you are invited by his majesty the king to the royal party of the ancient of days. You don't want to miss the greatest party in all eternity. When all of God's children will be gathered together. You don't want to not be there. You want to be there. You say, what did I do? Pray with me. Father God, I thank you that you chose me before the foundation of the world. And today I acknowledge Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I invite him to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you for the blood that you shed on Calvary for my sins. Now cleanse me from all sin. Wash me clean. Make me holy. 
Give me the strength to walk with you. You promised in your word that as many as received you, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. I receive you and I receive the power to become your child from this day forth. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to hear from you. Please send this message to other people. We thank you for your support for our ministry. We need all your, your, your support. Above all, we need your prayers. We need to share this message with our loved ones.